Hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Florida Woman Podcast. We are back into diving deeply into topics, and this topic that we are diving deeply into requires what I would consider to be a warning about the content of it. It's about dead kids. A dead kid. It's not pretty. So if you don't like dead kids or listening to the details of how they became dead kids, then I've got great news for you. We're going to have a regular mini-sode on Friday. It's going to be fun. Going to talk about weird Florida man and Florida woman stuff. It'll be wacky, zany, uh, funny, uh, entertaining, uh, light, and jaunty as usual. And just me and K.A. just vibing out and talking shit. So... If you don't like, again, if you don't like dead kid content, then this cast isn't for you. But if you do find yourself interested in the mechanics, the brass tacks, the nitty gritty details of the brutal and tragic and horrible demise of a very cute and innocent young Florida boy named Adam Walsh back in 1981... This episode's for you, bit of a true crime ep. I know we dabble in different genres and different topics and ideas and stuff. This is a true crime ep. Now, I also have to say, uh, this will be a two-parter. So this is the first part of a two-part series on the untimely demise and goings-on in the world around Adam Walsh, young Adam Walsh, who was taken from the world too early. So tune in next week. Next Tuesday, it'll be part two. And without further ado, let's jump in. The water is murky and dark and muddy and full of alligators and murder. Florida Woman Podcast. Yeah. That, in case you're wondering, is someone named Nate Simpson. Mm-hmm. Nathan Edward Simpson, actually. And my Don't tell name. them my middle name. What are you doing? <laughs> now they can look me up. Now they can dox me. That's true. They can order FBI documents about you. Freedom yeah. Freedom of Information Act. I don't want people ordering my FBI documents through the Freedom of Information Act. Remember when... Like, Actually, I kind of want to order my own documents for <laughs> Freedom of you Information could do, Act. You could probably do that. I wonder if I'm like a terrorist a watch alert for any reason. My no reason. I don't know. was for a second. Your mom was? Yeah. She was on a watch list? Yeah. Something Why? weird happened to her at an airport. And she was like... How weird. Like, she one time didn't travel with any bags because she was only going for, like, a day and she had everything in her backpack or whatever. And then she, like, I guess this was, like... And the FBI was like, we got to get this bitch. Yeah, this was probably, you know, 10 years ago. So, like, maybe... That'd be one year after... No, no, no. Excuse me. God damn it. Am I stupid? Yeah, you're stupid. Am I fucking stupid? Were you going to say one year after 9-11? Yeah. Yeah. 
And then the <laughs> next one, she had to you remember like, 9-11, 2011? <laughs> yes. September 11th, 2011. It technically Ooh. did happen. Yeah. There was a September 11th that year. There was. Yeah, so and it was year. one year after that. <laughs> yes. Okay, tell the story. And then there was this other time where she... Like, she was, again, flying for work, and her employers changed her ticket last minute or something, and then something was, like, wrong, like, her middle name was wrong. It was, like, something so stupid and logistical, and they were, like, well, ma'am, this is, like, your third, like, time that you've shown up on the, like, maybe list or something What? The maybe list? And she was, like, what? This is crazy. And they were, like, yeah, like, we advise you don't fly for the next, like... I don't know, 30 days or else you're going to be officially on the no-fly list or something. The fuck? I don't know. Why would you bully like a 50-year-old woman? Just, I don't just know. Just fucking quit Just it. a random lady. I know. Yeah. Well, you never know what a terrorist is going to look like, babe. That's true. You know what I mean? I do love watching It's going to come where you least expect it. It's a good show. Yeah, that is a good show. Yeah. It's a great show, actually. I've heard that the Italian version is even better. Just really, because the Italian police don't have any rules. Yes, and they like bully the people. <laughs> they like apparently they like um, play mind games with them, and they're like, "Oh, really? Is that so?" And stuff like that, or like they just fucking they razz they're them. Like, get in there, huh? yeah. <laughs> sneaky Italians. Yeah. <laughs> is, so, is that it? I guess the Italians sneaky mm-hmm. and aggressive. Interesting. Yeah, a little bit. That's how they conquered half the world. The Roman Empire. Roman Empire, yeah. yeah. Um, Nathan's wearing a sweatshirt that says Rockaway Beach on it. Because sure we am. went like a few weeks ago. And we were just laughing because every time he wears that sweatshirt, I always think this phrase to myself. Oh, this this happened last time we went to the beach. We were sitting there and there was like a riptide warning or something. Mm-hmm. So there was like a parks service person who had like a megaphone. Yeah, it's like cop light. Yeah, like yeah. They, they just walk around. They roll around in like these little dune buggies and stuff. And so she pulled up and she went up onto the, the dunes when people would go out into the water. She'd pull out her megaphone. She'd go, remove yourself out the water. Remove yourself out the water. <laughs> and for it's some reason, that just again. really tickled us. Remove yourself out the water. These kids, they they were in the water. They needed to remove themselves out the water. They had to do that. Remove yourself out the water. And sadly, I just found out that on Friday, so a week ago, mm-hmm. um, some two like two teens drowned oh, at that exact shit. stretch of Rockaway, where the woman was yelling to remove themselves out the water damn and she can't be there all the time i guess they removed themselves in the water they did they did sorry rest in peace boys yeah rest in peace guys um fucking don't go swimming in a rip current though yeah come on man yeah come on there's no there's no it says it on your weather app on your fucking phone yeah it does yeah you know teen boys there's not a lot of processing going on no there's not a lot of thinking no that's true a lot of feeling yeah, lots of feeling. <laughs> Tons of feeling. So I'm going to talk about a boy today, too. You're going to talk about a boy? Mm-hmm. Are we gossiping? Well, he's not a teen boy. Is he cute? Yeah, he's cute. Yeah? Yeah, he's cute. I'll describe him to you later. Um, describe him to me now. Today, I'm talking about the disappearance, the kidnapping, and the murder of Adam Walsh. Adam Walsh. Yeah. Oh, so he's a dead kid? Dead kid. He's a dead cute kid? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's not cute anymore, probably. No. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm. Um, Florida boy. 
Yeah. Yep. This all happened. Well, in I figured. Hollywood, Florida. And it was, you know, sometimes when I'm picking topics for the podcast, I'm stuck between like what I want to do, which is like tropical tomfoolery, mm-hmm. and then what I sometimes almost do and then avoid doing, which is just like trauma porn. Ooh, is you know, this going to be a dark one? No, well, this is going to be a dark one. Oh, ooh. But like there were some others that I was looking at where I'm like... It was too much. It's too much. Like luckily with the Adam Walsh case, there are other um, like tangents that you can go on that mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, it has like these tentacles reaching out and sort of like has this ripple effect that we can talk about that yeah. we don't have to spend the whole time just talking about all the talking bad about the things that like oh, talking yeah. about the yucky stuff and there was this one i almost did it was out of hillsborough county and it was like this girl who like was abused and then she was abused more and then she oh, no. was like abused after that and oh, then she God. got like taken off her bike and abused in like a stranger's oh, no. garage oh, no. and then she she, she stopped like, abusing this girl talked herself out of it she was a she worked at Krispy Kreme. She was like sixteen. Yeah. And then she talked herself out of like the hostage situation where she was being abused by the stranger in his oh my garage. God. And he like let her go, like v- but he like blindfolded her and like actually did like just drop her off somewhere. Yeah. And so like go her. Oh my god. That's like, such yeah, a that's cunning amazing. kid. Uh-huh. And then like when she got home, she was like abused. No, they, god damn it. Because they said it was like her fault and like where has she been and stuff like that. This is so. So fucked it's just up. like you know I. Yes, that's a Florida woman. It's a Florida true crime story. I'm not going to tell that story. That's too much. It's too much. There's nothing There's about nothing it. There's nothing fun about that. There's nothing fun about it. And I think that like we we talk a lot about we talk about a lot of things on this podcast that are Florida related and I love true crime, so a lot of it happens to be Florida true crime. True. But then there's this line where I'm just like I don't want to sit here and just tell you all this horrible shit that happened to a girl in Florida. And it's like, got to have something. It's got to yeah. have some fun or mm-hmm. some like chaos or some like Panache. weirdness. Like yeah. Some, yeah. Panache. <laughs> some sparkle. Pizzazz. Pizzazz. <laughs> no, I mean, it's got, it can't just be fucking darkness and more darkness. And yeah. Darkness. And then I was listening to this like no hate, no hate. They have way more followers than us. But I was listening to this podcast I had not heard of, but mm-hmm. is successful, um, talk about this Hillsborough County case. And they just were just doing the straight facts. They were just telling you everything as it happened. Oh, God. And then the host like started just crying. Just like knives. Oh, and Jesus. Just like, Ew, you guys, like you, you have. Each new fact thing. is a dagger tearing a hole into your heart. Yeah. yeah. It's like, of course we want to treat these people with respect. But you got to have some humor. You got to have the humor. You got to bring it because <laughs> wow, otherwise, what is it? It's just trauma porn, in my opinion. Yeah, it's right. just sadness porn. It's and just that's like, not what we're here and for, And then this folks. bad thing happened. We're here not just to bring you the facts. We're here to entertain you. You see I what so. I mean? Yeah. Okay. Let's get into this fucking missing twink. Right. So... Just right off the bat, I just want to like you know this is an advice or podcast. Twink in the um, twink in the past tense would be twunk. Twunk. So a deceased twink is a twunk. Yeah. He has twank. He is twanked. Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, um, so I just want to give some advice. Like I said, this is an advice podcast. Those of you who have been listening long enough know that by now. But in case someone is new, we are an advice podcast. Yeah, that's true. Um, we are licensed professionals in every uh, license yes. that you can get. Unofficially. So, <laughs> yeah. 
black market license, but licensed nonetheless. Uh-huh. Um, so I just have to say my expert advice on this would be if you are going to get kidnapped uh-huh. and killed, mm-hmm. um, be white. Good advice. Uh, be cute. Great advice. And uh, have rich parents. Oh my God, that's fantastic advice, yeah. babe. Yeah, because like, you know. then the whole world will hear about it. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic advice. And maybe like your case will, will capture the public and it'll fascinate yeah. people. And then th- that that will pressure the cops into actually, you know, administering right, justice right. to maybe your killer. Right. And then maybe you can even get like a law passed. With your, that, name, with your name on name. it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah. A, a little alarm sound that goes off on people's iPhones. Yeah, exactly. An Amber you Alert. Get a, see? A, an Adam Walsh Alert. There is a such thing, actually. It goes, it's called Code Adam. Code I'll tell, Adam? I'll tell you all about it. You get a Code Adam on your phone? Not see? on your phone. Okay. Well, he wasn't that famous. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Uh, it's okay. Um, so I think when most I think most people know this case, first of all. Mm-hmm. The case of the kidnapping of six-year-old Adam Walsh from a Florida shopping mall in 1981. Six? He was only six? Yeah. Bro. I know. Damn. I, I thought we were talking about a young man. <laughs> no, not a oh, twink. Oh, no. I just, you know, I mean, we don't know if he would have turned into a twink that got twonked. Oh, geez. So, so he was just I, a I kid? Yeah, just a kid. Get your hands off the kids. People literally can't. Do not touch the children. Every single fucking episode, we have to say, stop touching kids. <laughs> don't know. touch them. Don't harm them. Don't hit them. Don't molest them. Don't tickle them. <laughs> don't grab them. Don't, keep your fucking don't hands off the kids. Don't put them in cars. Don't put that them, aren't definitely yours. don't put them in cars. <laughs> um, don't give them treats. Don't, don't yeah, give them keep treats. Keep your fucking hands off the kids. Yeah. So I, but I, and see, you didn't even know how old he was. So mm. I don't think that you're familiar with the case. No, I'm not. So I'm going to go. I'm like a virgin. Step by step on this. I'm mm-hmm. just going to tell it bit by bit. Like, you know, without spoilers, besides the fact that, you know, he's dead. Um, and with plenty of context, just because I know you don't know the case. And I also have plenty of like little obscure nuggets that I found for those of you who have heard this case before. I feel like I've pulled out a lot of stops. I like how we were just talking about how like you have to have a sense of humor. <laughs> then I found out he's six years old. Yep. Well, <laughs> we're the funny there. dead kid show. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for tuning into the hilarious dead, dead kid, kid show. show. Um, Oh. Right. So rest in peace, Adam. One thing you may also know about this case, even though you know nothing, Nathan, yes. is that Adam John Walsh uh-huh. was born on November fourteenth, nineteen seventy four, in Hollywood, Florida, to Reve Drew and John Walsh. Okay. Who would later go on to create and host the popular true crime TV show, America's Most Wanted. No way, really? Yep, this is John Walsh's kid. Holy shit. This is the nexus, the genesis of John Walsh becoming John Walsh. Wow. I no, I had no I also had no idea who John Walsh was. So you said that name as if I should have known him, but I had no idea about that. Do you have you never seen America's Most Wanted? No, I'm just aware that it exists. Okay. Is it good? Do you yeah, want to watch it? Oh my god, it's brilliant. Let's go watch it. Fuck this podcast. Let's <laughs> turn on the TV. Dude, it's it's legitimately so good. Okay. So Well, I'm jeez, I mean, silver linings, I guess. Yeah. Well, you gotta make lemons out of dead uh, no, you make no, you can't. No, there's no dead kid aid. Yeah, it's pink lemonade. No, it's not. That's what pink lemonade is. Yeah, it's a little drop of blood. Oh Jesus, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you know the story of the real first pink lemonade? 
you told me this story the other okay. day. Yes, it was at a circus mm-hmm. and they were washing the uniforms and it like dyed all the water pink and they're mm-hmm. like fuck we gotta make lemonade with the fucking pink water and then some like genius salesperson was like no no no, this is perfect it's pink lemonade yeah not exactly. it's dirty clothes juice <laughs> exactly this is de- laundry this lemonade de- tastes salty detritus juice mm. all the sweat from the acrobat performers can you imagine it's in this water seasoning mm, delicious oh my god so I'm going to tell you about the kidnapping Shame event. Shame on you for that dead kid lemonade joke. <laughs> Be quiet. So 40 years ago, yeah. on July 27th, 1981, Reve Drew Walsh, 34, and her six-year-old son, Adam, went to run some errands in town where they lived. That was Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood. Hollywood, Florida. for those of you who don't know, is located on the southeast corner of florida it's just south of fort lauderdale and just north of miami so they get in the car around 11 a.m so i'm i'm imagining like this kid's about to get born and he's like talking to like you know the guardian angel or whatever and he's going like well i have some good news you're gonna be born in hollywood and you're gonna be famous (laughs) yeah (laughs) no no hollywood florida (laughs) wow So they get in the car around 11 a.m. and they drive to St. Mark's Lutheran School. Shout out. I went to all Lutheran schools. That's your people, babe. K through eight. That's your people. To give them a $90 check to register Adam for his second grade school year. Aw. That was going to start in like a month. Next, they drive to the shopping mall. More specifically to the Sears in the Hollywood Mall in Hollywood, Florida. Yep. So after the mall, Reve was intending to go to the gym to work out, mm-hmm. and she had actually signed up for a bodybuilding competition, and she was working towards herself in the bodybuilding competition. Oh my she god! Was enjoying her training for that. That's some cool mom shit. I that know. rocks. Way to go, Reve. So Reve and her son Adam enter the store through the north entrance at about noon. Reve was there to purchase a lamp. She went to Sears specifically to purchase mm-hmm. a specific lamp. So this wasn't like a shopping trip, like leisurely try some stuff right. on, blah, blah, right. blah. She was like a woman on a mission, you know, get the lamp, go to the gym. Get in, get the lamp, <laughs> get out. So Reve makes a beeline for the lamp department. Extract the lamp. Mm-hmm. But Adam sees a kiosk with an Atari 2600 on display at the toy section. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh no. So the- so the fucking I bet you the fucking there's a there's an Atari 2600, and there's a guy who's interested in kidnapping and killing children who is like I know exactly where to hide. You wouldn't be wrong. It's different than you think. Okay, all right. But in the long run, you're actually right. Damn. Okay. So yeah, if I was if if I was a smart pedophile, listen, listen. Yeah, if I was a demonic ha- <laughs> ghoul, I would hang out by the little display case of video, video games, games. Oh, at yeah. a Target. Yeah, hundred percent. If I was a piece of shit, murderous, demonic ghoul, yeah, yeah that's a pretty yeah. good place to trap 
be a little spider nest. Yeah. Yeah. Trap yeah. little flies. So the kiosk is at the end cap of an aisle. So it's like in full view of pretty much everyone walking around the Sears. Yeah. You know, it's at the end. So it's not like it's like in the middle of an aisle no, and no, no. something There's could witnesses. happen to you. Yeah. yeah without yeah. anyone seeing. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there are two controllers. There's one screen, two controllers, so two people can play the game at once. Mm-hmm. And there are several other boys that are huddled around the Atari, yeah, taking turns playing a game called Star Strike. Cool. So when Reve leaves Adam at the Atari station, yes. he's like three deep in line, right? Yeah, gives her a little time. Okay, and she says, "quote I'm going over here to the lamp department," and Adam replies, "Okay, mommy, I know where that is." Okay. Reve looks for the lamp. She can't find it on the floor. Mm-hmm. She specifically went to Sears for this lamp because she had been wanting it and she had been waiting to buy it until Fuck. it went on sale. She had a cutout Ugh. of the newspaper ad advertising the sale price in her hand. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. So apparently so did every other fucking mom in Hollywood, Florida. Exactly. Damn. So she recruits a salesperson uh-huh. to check the back stock, but they can't find it either. So finally, she leaves her name and number with the salesperson, and they okay. tell her that they'll call her when the lamp is back in stock. Okay. It's just like, I was just thinking, oh my God. That would piss a, a me demonic off so lamp. bad. Like, it's a yeah. demonic lamp. Like, yeah. this lamp actually ruined your life. It's cursed. Yes, yeah. exactly. If you didn't want that fucking lamp so much. Yeah. Yeah. And then I oh, man, remembered that my mom tells a story uh-huh. that her dad thought, okay, she grew up Jehovah Wit- Jehovah's Witness. Yes. He thought that a and lamp... And she had erratic parents. Very erratic parents. They mm-hmm. had gotten a divorce, and this was like when no one was divorced and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but he was living on his own, and he convinced my mom that one of the lamps in their house was possessed by the devil, and that, and he made her like dispose of it like in a dumpster, like in front of like a fast food, like uh-huh. way away from the house. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She was like six or something. I mean, he was like telling her the lamp was possessed. Did and like he believe cursed. that the lamp was possessed? I guess. What, why else would he say it? I don't know. It's just so crazy. Like I know. So, just to like scare her into like good behavior or something like that? I don't no, know. I think he really, I think he genuinely he, thought the lamp he was, was flipping cursed out, cursed with yeah. negative ions or fucking. <laughs> no, the devil. <laughs> with the devil. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know the devil. That's right. You've talked to him a couple of times. I have when I can't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is like, fuck, I can't get that lamp. That's so annoying. God, so yeah, I would be so pissed. She leaves the lamp section and she goes, that, that whole thing took about 10 minutes. Yeah. So at about 12, 15 p.m. Oh, man. She returns to the toy section to collect Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam's not there. God. So let's just take a second to talk about Adam. Okay? Yeah. He was a shy kid mm-hmm. with freckles, dimples, mm. sandy blonde hair, Aww. and hazel eyes. He loved baseball, water sports, sculpting in clay, drawing, and lunar eclipses. Oh, Isn't that the cutest. Yeah, he's a cute little fucker. Damn. Um, at the time of his disappearance, he was wearing a red and white striped Izod shirt. Okay. Green gym shorts. Yeah. A cream colored baseball cap with a blue rim. You know, yeah. like the plastic ones. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yellow rubber flip flops. And I, when I read that, I was like, <laughs> "My God, it really was 1981." It was 1981 in Florida. What was 1981's obsession with like? 
colors. I don't know. That lasted all the way into the mid-90s. Like, they I fucking mean, went absolutely bananas. Like, red and white striped top. Green shorts. Yeah, I know. We're already off to a weird start. I know. Blue hat, or uh-huh. cream hat with blue rim. Uh-huh. And then bright yellow rubber flip-flops. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that whole design scheme, like, it went insane. Like, they started using, like, knee, like highlighter yeah, green. highlighter, yeah. Fucking, like, neon pink and turquoise and everything had, like, cool, like, jazz squiggles on it. And you're right, like, especially it. in Florida and especially uh-huh. in South Florida. Yeah. I'm imagining that font, that, like, Miami Vice font. Yeah, that's totally. That's uh-huh. That's yeah. it. That's it. The one that we have on our fucking logo. That's right, guys. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so it really was 1981, in case you were wondering. Jeez. So, um, you know, Reve so, yeah, walks he's, up to... he's missing. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gone missing in like a department store? Yes. Yeah, you did? Yeah. Where Where did you go? Um, well, I got lost in a Publix. Mm-hmm. And so like there's nowhere to go. It's not like there's like, I mean, right. you're, you're in the Right, you're kind Publix, of in a maze. Yeah. But I like had to walk up to like a employee and then she uh-huh. paged my dad. Yeah. And, and then it was, was like, it got really figured weird out. About it. it was really weird. Who was? <laughs> and my dad was so weird about it. Weird how? I was like so in trouble. Well, I was yeah. Like, I mean, you. you no, he find wandered you. off. Oh, Trust oh, me. I Trust got it backwards. Me, he wandered off. But then I was like, "Where the fuck is my dad?" And then I was in <laughs> trouble big time. And he like held it over bad. my head. It was so fucking weird. I also got. I also got left. Yeah. Um. I was at. Whole Foods didn't used to exist. It was Wild Oats. Yes, growing Wild up. Oats. So we were shopping at Wild Oats, and we had checked out, and my dad and my brother what happened basically like they went to go i went to go return the shopping cart they got into the car and my dad was like you know it'd be a really funny prank if i just drove away and like did a circle and like i wasn't there and so i was oh just standing in Dads front of the, so the wild oats oh, no. oh, <laughs> i mean he thought he was playing a funny joke on me but like i was just standing in front of wild oats and i was like dad so I, but it of is course, distinctly dad. Like a mom would never. No, do your that. mom would like, never play a prank find on that's you like that. that. Funny. Like, no. What if you like thought that I drove off without him and he was lost forever? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. What? So I like so because I was just standing there and then I was like maybe I can find him. Maybe they forgot. There was like a Wendy's nearby. And I was mm. like maybe they went to Wendy's. So I just sort of walked through the parking lot. I was I must have That's been like insane, six or seven. Dude, I was you really like, could have got taken. From I was that walking lot. through. The, yeah, I was. So I walked through the parking lot and I like looked over at Wendy's and I like didn't see the car and I was like um and then a car like slowed down and pulled <gasps> up and like rolled the window down and there was a guy in it and oh he was God, like Nathan. he was like hey are are you lost? So he, I took a look at him and um. Assessed. I, I assessed. Yeah. I did. Even my little seven-year-old <laughs> yeah. brain could do an assessment. Yeah. I looked at him. Um, I saw in his car there was a – he had like a baby in a – in like a car an, seat. An actual baby An in actual baby seat. in a car seat. Got it. Like sitting behind him. Right. Right? Yeah. And so I was like, that okay, I don't think down. this guy's – but even then, I knew. I knew yeah. that you can get stolen by guys. Yeah. So I was like, I don't think this guy's <laughs> going to steal me. And I was like, yeah, yeah um, I think my dad – left without me but it's okay i'm gonna go and he was like are you sure you don't need some help and i was like yeah bye and i just like turned around and walked straight back to the front of the wild oats where my dad had been sitting 
and like parked for and about out. five, ten minutes yeah. going like, what the fuck? Where's my kid? I mean, you were almost Adam Walsh. Yes, I was almost Adam Walsh. He was almost John Walsh. He was all, yes, exactly, exactly. Wow, Nathan. So, yeah, I know. That one's a doozy. Yes, yeah, a doozy. He was, he was like, <laughs> he felt fucking horrible about it. Of course he did. I of was course, like, yeah. Dad, I thought you left me. That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Oh, I think it's funny now. Of Here's course. the thing. I look back, I still remember that car and I still remember that guy. And I, I do have pretty good Spidey senses. Mm-hmm. I think he was fine. I, I think, the way you're telling it, I think he was fine. I too. think he was fine too. Yeah. I think he was like genuinely alarmed that but there was, was a like seven a year old situation wandering like, around. He has to like yeah. you have to give him consent that like yeah like I need uh-huh. help you know uh-huh. if you're like yeah but I I don't really need help like I'm just yeah. gonna like so what's he gonna do throw I, you in the car like he can't yeah, do anything exactly. so he has to drive off like right, what, exactly, he's gonna have a exactly. he, then he's gonna be a kidnapper right even if he didn't mean even, it yeah like even that, if he was like, just trying to help me yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly I would do the same thing I would do the same thing <laughs> if I was in a if I would happen to be in uh, middle America in a sedan and I saw an eight year old wandering around by himself I'd go hey do you need help and if you went no I'd go like okay and then speed off just like that guy did yeah me too actually um so my dad freaked out he got in big trouble he got in big trouble with yeah with my mom yeah are you kidding me yeah oh yeah (laughs) warranted wasn't that a funny joke Fucking no. Fucking no. Um, so, so Reve <laughs> walks up to an employee and she says, um, I'm supposed to meet my son in the toy department and mm-hmm. he's not there. Can you page him? And so they paged him throughout the mall. Um, and the page was, quote, Adam Walsh, your mother is looking for you. Please report to the toy department. And it was at this time that Reve runs into mm-hmm. her mother-in-law, Jean Walsh, who was also shopping at the Sears. Oh, whoa. People used to just be shopping at the mall, just yeah, like definitely. mall culture, definitely. a bygone era. Yeah, the whole you community would run was into there. people at the mall constantly. Yeah, the whole community As was a there. teenager, you would go to the mall just to run into people. That's right. To hope that you would run into that boy from your class. And, and stuff. that you could give him a hand job later. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Get your little pussy fingered. Totally, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I want to know. I'll make a note for a later episode. I want to know if the Hollywood Mall is still up and running, like, or if it's a dead mall. Oh, good or if question. It's been demolished. There are three options. It's either oh four. It's either a thriving mall. <laughs> How many options are four. there? It's either a thriving mall, which uh-huh. I extremely doubtful. Rare. It's a mall that's hanging on by a thread, meaning uh-huh. it has like a Bath and Body Works and like a Foot Locker. Yeah. That's like the most common. A dress barn, uh-huh. and that's it. And uh-huh. all everything else is shuttered. TJ Maxx, maybe. Yeah. yeah, or it's a dead mall, or it's demolished. Right. Yeah. Those are four solid options for what may have happened <laughs> to the Hollywood Mall. I, agree. I love mall culture. I miss it. Okay, so, well, we know Sears is dead. Yeah, so Sears, is Sears, Sears is Sears gone. Sears is gone. So yep. bye. Mm-hmm. Um. So what a time to run into your mother-in-law. Seriously. Like, I mean, I. We both have great relationships with each other's families. Yeah. But that's like pretty rare. So like just imagine like the classic mother-in-law that thinks you can like do no right by yeah. her and son she's and like, grandson. You lost Adam? Exactly. Oh shit. Like, oof. Uh her fucking grandchild's lost, like in your custody. Ooh, the yeah. judgment, the shame, the uh-huh. side eyes. Uh-huh. Et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so 
I feel bad for Reve. Yeah, um, me too. They continue to page Adam every 15 minutes over the loudspeakers. Um, Reve scours the store and the surrounding mall. And after 90 minutes of this, at approximately 1.55 p.m., Reve calls the Hollywood police. Yeah. The police do a systematic search of the mall and conduct a series of very informal interviews of witnesses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, through these interviews, a store manager tells police that a scuffle broke out between the boys uh-huh. at the Atari. Uh-huh who were like one to three years older than Adam. So Adam would have been like the youngest. The other boys looked to be about seven, eight, nine, maybe. Adam was six, right? Right. So a scuffle broke out over whose turn it was at the Atari. Yes, of course. They got into a fight. They were causing a scene. Shut up. Exactly. You shut up. Uh And then a security guard asks them to calm down, and they won't. So Mm -hmm. she uh, commands the boys to leave the store. Oh, no. Well, actually, it went like this. Uh She said, are your parents in here? Mm -hmm. And they said, no. No. And so she said, get out of the store then. Yeah. Leave the store. (laughs) I command you to leave. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah. I guess the kids just walked to the mall to play the Atari, right? I mean, the kids. The older kids. Yeah, the older kids. Yeah, and Adam was just sort of tacitly in that group. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine he probably didn't even say anything. He was just like, oh, we're all in trouble. That's what his parents think oh, happened. that's so sad. He was really shy. God damn. And he was not one to like speak up or like... Yeah, so he yeah, followed the rules and the rules fucking got him napped. Yeah, I got him napped. Shit! Yeah. Kid got napped. Fuck! Yeah. So she said, beat it, basically. And yep, escorted scram. all the kids uh, who she presumed were together... More on that later, though, mm-hmm. outside the West Entrance. This, so, again, so, this is 1981. Yeah. So, you just, kids were just running around going places. Well, and yeah, nobody like, was like paying attention. Back when kids could get like legitimately bored. Yeah. Like bored enough on summer vacation <laughs> yeah, right. that they would walk to a Sears to play to play 90 the Atari 2600 or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just wouldn't happen today, but it's funny. Um, well, it would also wouldn't happen today because like they wouldn't be unsupervised. It, it, the opposite is now true, where the parents are fucking supervising every time they take a shit. You it's know what I mean? So much. It is so over the top, dude. Yeah, I mean it. It doesn't. It doesn't make a resilient kid. I mean, I think there's definitely like a as middle with all ground, things, you must Jesus. strike a balance. Yeah, yes, strike the as middle with path, everything, y'all. You have to fucking strike so a balance. The story that I just told you about the security guard mm-hmm. is what was told to the cops in those initial rounds of interviews at the mall, okay? Okay, yeah. It's slightly different from what I told you. Okay. But we'll we're hearing about it exactly how it happened. Right? Yeah, I'm hearing about it the same way that they were understanding yeah. it as it was unfolding. Right. Yeah. So they said sense. the security guard presumed that all the kids were together. She said, fucking get lost, scram. Kick rocks, you um, fucking scum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And escorted them out of the West entrance. Mm-hmm. So like you said, Adam probably just went Beat along it, with it. He didn't want to say, oh, actually, I'm the only one well, yeah, now mom he's, actually is here. He's just part of that group of yeah. kids now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, just, yeah, pack mentality. So mm-hmm. uh, 
his parents are worried that upon hearing this, the rest of the boys went home, like dispersed. Yeah, and, and he was just Adam was left alone there. outside the mall, not realizing that he could just go back inside and literally nothing would happen. Exactly, yeah. but also outside the west entrance, which is not where which he got was dropped. Not off. where he got dropped off, yeah. and not an entrance that his parents were going to go looking at. It's an yeah. unfamiliar entrance to him. Yeah. So he's a little disoriented as well. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't know actually exactly know where, where he is. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Doesn't see his mom's car. I mean, right. he's just a little confused. Damn. And he's six. Um, and they say he was also just a really good kid. So along with being shy, you kind of alluded to this. Yeah, he, he followed the He was also the, the type of kid to obey instructions of an authority Well, he figure. thought he was going to go to jail. Like, yeah, honestly, like, when you're that little. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that so, Louis C.K. bit about kids being in trouble. They can't mm-hmm. fucking handle they it. Cannot. They go, ah! They just crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So those those combination of traits make him extremely vulnerable in this situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is police's initial investigation. God. And this is such fucking cop brain behavior. Like, it's just so tell me. classic. Do tell. So initially, police did not suspect a kidnapping, right? Which... To be fair, stranger kidnappings were super rare rare and are still extremely rare. Yeah. Okay. Again, advice podcast time. Yeah. If your kid goes missing, 99% of the time, it's going to be somebody that you know well. Yeah. Like a fucking relative, Mm -hmm. an angry relative, or a, you know, a A, coach or a teacher or, or, yeah. It's more, or neighbor. It's more Mm -hmm. likely to be somebody who's very close. Yeah. So I looked this up statistically, mm-hmm. um, and we only have data, firm data up until 2017 at the moment, but mm-hmm. uh, our most recent data suggests that fewer than 350 mm-hmm. children under the age of 21 mm-hmm. were abducted by strangers in the U.S. Mm-hmm. between 2010 and 2017. Yeah. So over a seven-year period, only 350 children were abducted by strangers yes all across this huge vast country right and that's uh, the population of the united states is about 350 million yeah so that's literally one in a million yeah yeah, it's literally one in a million yeah yeah so and in fact this type of kidnapping is known as non-family abduction Mm -hmm. for that reason because family abduction is so common yeah comparatively it is is the most common yes exactly so a non-custodial parent abduction, just for reference to that 350 uh-huh. statistic, a non-custodial parent abduction, which isn't even to say uncles, um, even like step parents yeah. who do have custody, uh, no. sisters, it coaches. It means your fucking like your erratic alcoholic mom who, who got divorced and doesn't have yeah. custody over you mm-hmm. came in and swooped you up, yeah. and now you're living in a motel with her. In 2017 alone, mm-hmm. that was reported 2,359 times. Yes, exactly. So in one year. In one year, it's like 3,000 yeah. times that it happened that a non-custodial it's, parent took the kid uh-huh. versus in seven years, 350. Yes, total. So it, it is really rare, but yes. still. It's Incredibly rare. silly cop behavior nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and a... Yes, exactly. He was like, it was probably some drifter. Oh my God, the drifter thing. Yeah. Nothing like this ever happened here in this small town. Exactly. <laughs> Why do we all have to do that? Exactly. Um, so Nathan, I want you to read this write-up in the newspaper that was um, printed the following morning. Okay. 
Quote, Boy 6 missing from Hollywood. Hollywood police and Crime Watch members are searching for a six-year-old boy who was disappeared yesterday from the toy department of a Sears store. Adam Walsh of 2810 McKinley Street was with his parents when he was last seen at 12.30 p.m. in the Sears at the Hollywood Mall. Kidnapping not suspected, said police aide Terry Thiel. The kid's probably, um, this is a quote from Terry Thiel, the kid's probably trying to get home and is probably lost somewhere and we're searching the city for him. Wash's home is about 10 blocks away. Then they give a brief description of what Adam looks like and what he was wearing. Right, which I already told you, so. Right, right, right. So. Fucking insane outfit. An insane outfit. Would you say he was wearing yellow flip-flops? Yes. And like a red and green striped shirt and blue shorts and what the fuck was going on, man? So, um, Reve and John Walsh stay up all night at the police station, Um, you know. There's no sleep for these parents tonight. Oh, God, uh, no. Reve says, imagine? quote, all I could think of was Adam wearing his slaps. Okay. <laughs> slaps? Is yes. that flip-flops? Yes. Slaps? Have you fucking ever heard that? No, never in my life. Neither have slaps? I. Slaps? Insane. I've heard slides. Oh, so yeah, slides, slides. I've heard thongs, which I think is weird. Thongs, thongs is funny, yeah. Yeah. Slaps. <laughs> Slaps. Slaps is funny. I mean, like, honestly, comment on the post on our fucking Instagram of this episode if, yeah, if you've, you've ever, ever heard, heard anyone refer to flip-flops as slaps. Slaps. Because I am struggling. I'm, they're, they're both from upstate New York. Tell me, is it an upstate New York thing? I, I don't know. But it, it did cause me to look up, like, names for flip-flops. Zories. 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 I don't even know what that would be referring Zories? to. Zories. Zories. God, no, I have no idea. Jesus joggers. It's like, oh, that's cute. (laughs) Okay, cute. Uh, Foot wedgies. Foot wedgies. Um, Flip-flops, obviously sandals, which is fucking what I would say. Slides, you said. Trip flop, which again, hilarious. They're the, I have to go back on the record and say this one more time. They're the dumbest shoes on the planet. You look stupid when you're wearing flip-flops. You don't look as stupid if you're just wearing regular sandals. Yeah, I think especially men. Flip-flops look fucking terrible. Yes, especially yeah. men. But no, honestly, they look bad on women, too. They do? I gotta you be don't honest. even like a flip-flop. I gotta be woman. honest. What about like a nice flip-flop? Like, you know what rainbows are? Rainbow yeah, I know flip-flops? what rainbows are. They stink. Yeah, why do they stink? They're leather. They're beautiful. They're le- Yeah, they're made of leather, but they're the same thing. I love it. They love look a... bad, man. No. They look bad, man. No. So, you won't convince me. I also learned that Australians just call flip-flops slippers. Slippers? Okay. You know. Yeah. It's kind of cute. That is kind of cute. So she said, all I could think of was Adam wearing his slaps. His feet would be tired and scratched. He was bound to be cold in his t-shirt and shorts. I pictured him crawling under a bush somewhere to wait for morning. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, but lady, cold. I have to draw the line somewhere. Okay. In southeastern Florida? In South Florida in late July. (laughs) Don't be cute. That's not... Don't be funny here. Did we talk about that time we went to the the baseball game in Chicago and it was like sixty five degrees out? Yeah. Yeah, and was Kelsey Ann was wearing a parka. She I was wearing sixty five degrees, and this Floridian woman, this tropical hoe out here, was dressed in a parka. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and I mean, I'm your I'm your significant other. I'm yeah. your fiance. So I go, yes, baby, whatever makes you comfortable. But the fucking guy, we were buying a hot dog from the guy at the concession stand, and he was like. Are you going to be warm enough? 
And you didn't realize he was making fun of you. So you were like, yes, I am. Uh, For a second. For a second. And then I started laughing. And then you went, hey! started laughing. Yeah. (laughs) Enough out of you. Um, So. So there is some credence to that. Floridians (laughs) get fucking cold in absurd situations. 65. That's true. 65 degrees. So. Um, going back to the parents mm-hmm. because the cops are going to dig into the parents soon, right? Mm-hmm. So John Walsh was at the time a businessman involved in building high-end luxury hotels in South Florida. Jeez, um, lucrative the, business. Yes. At the, t- at the time of his son's disappearance, he was working on the Paradise Island Hotel and Casino in the Bahamas. Wow. It's a multi-million dollar thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rave was a housewife who was also getting her associate's degree at Broward Community College in interior design. Nice. Which makes the lamp thing just make a lot more sense to me. She was fixated on this lamp. Yeah. 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 Well, she was studying interior design. She had taste. Yeah. She had to have a particular yes. taste. Yeah. So they put up flyers for $5,000 reward accompanying mm-hmm. like a picture of cute little Adam in his baseball uniform <sighs> with like like a little league photo like holding the bat like behind yeah. him oh my god so it was distributed all over the state of florida and and people remember seeing this taped to laundromats in orlando and like convenience stores in tallahassee again like you said if you're gonna go missing be a cute little white kid exactly with rich parents yes mm-hmm. so Eventually, the war- reward would go up. It would go up and up and up and up as mm-hmm. they got more desperate. Mm-hmm. And it finally landed on $120,000. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which in 1981, money would be like $400,000. Nice. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So they focus on the family first, right? Yeah. As, as you do. Mm-hmm. So they check out the parents. They also check out a family friend named Jim Campbell, who was John's like protege slash sort of sometimes business partner okay and adam's godfather and Got he it. had been living with the walshes for the past four years oh yeah mm-hmm. he had just moved out of their house three weeks ago uh-huh um really bad position to be in yeah he's sounding like a suspect to me yeah, yeah. i mean like I feel so bad for this guy like the kid goes missing you do not want to be the live-in uncle no, you did not. God, for the love of the God. The recently moved out live-in uncle. No, he no, did no. not. No. So besides the hotel stuff that he sometimes did with John, he also owned and ran a boat rental company in Miami Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a child of his own, but it was uh, he was currently living with his mother. Um, they were not together. So, you know, they interviewed the shit out of him. Yeah, of course. And... It turns out mm-hmm. that Jim was having an extramarital affair with Reve. No, really? Yeah. Dude. I know. The live-in uncle who's fucking the wife? I know. And also, oh. the ages are interesting, right? It's like, yeah. so Reve was 34. Uh-huh. And I think that means that John Walsh was probably 40. Mm-hmm. He was, he was, or like maybe Slightly 39, older. something yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. And then this family friend, Jim Campbell, was 25. 25? Oh, dude. Yeah. God damn. So they're having an affair. And it had been going on for a few years and it was still ongoing. You motherfucker. I know. Jim, I was on your side for a while, but you can't do that to a man in his own goddamn home. I know. You'd be homeless if it wasn't for this guy. Stop fucking his wife. 
yes, to be fair. I know that's not acknowledging Reve's part in it. Oh, no, definitely not. Like, But still, you, you keep that dick hoe. where it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Walsh family has done a lot for you, buddy. Come on, okay? man. Yeah. Um. So basically, he moved out because he wanted to be with Reve kind of in the future. And uh-huh. like he knew that he needed to like establish himself as a man and like get under his own two feet if, yeah. if he were ever to be with Reve long term, <sighs> like officially. Yeah. So, um... Also, his name is Jim, but his nickname is Dudley, as in Dudley Do-Right. Oh, okay. So I'm going to call him Dudley for the most part, because that's really what he went by. Okay. So um, on the morning of Adam's disappearance, Mm -hmm. Dudley drove to the Walsh residence at around 9 a.m. after John had already gone to work. Oof. Yeah. So he has breakfast with Reve. I mean, do you think they had sex? Of course they had sex. (laughs) Um, Fuck, dude. Come on, Dudley. I know. Um, And Adam and Reve actually asked Dudley Mm -hmm. if Adam can go to work with him that day, which was not all that unusual. Sometimes he would take the kid to work on Miami Beach. Right, right. So Reve could go, you know, fucking get her lamp or whatever. Go to the gym and get her lamp, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he said he'd actually be too busy that day because he needed to get his sailboats ready to shoot a commercial. They were shooting a commercial later that day and he had oh, to wow. like, wash the sailboats. Yeah, totally. Um, it ended up being too windy that day to shoot the commercial. They would shoot the commercial the next day. Dang. But anyway, yeah. he didn't know that at the time. Yeah. So needless to say, they really fixated on this guy. They really wanted Dudley to of be the killer. Of course. Of um, course. There is a quote from a cop who was involved in the investigation, and it says, quote, We put him through the ringer. We did everything but give him a beating. We did things that bordered on violating his civil rights. <laughs> yeah. For a cop to say that, you know they beat the shit out of him. And oh, violated yeah. every single one of his uh, civil, civil rights. rights. Yes, yeah. everyone that he had. And yeah, the 100%. Walsh family... Didn't I mean they knew it wasn't him? They were on his side from the beginning. They yeah. actually hired a lawyer for him. Yes, they, good. They, well, good. Yeah, for them. they helped him with it, and he's a they just knew it wasn't him. Philandering bastard. I know. God damn you, dude. John was also cheating. So. Oh, John was also cheating. Yeah. So maybe it was all just working out perfectly fine. <laughs> I guess John was like, "Oh, you could take care of that bitch for me." Yeah, kind of. Everyone was getting what they needed in a way. Take her. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, I'm getting pussy on the side in the Bahamas. Yeah. Every day. Every yeah. day. Wow. Um, okay. So, All right. Well, I'm not mad at Jim anymore. I know, right? It kind of just or like Dudley, diffuses. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Kind of diffuses the situation a little bit. So every, cool. everyone was cheating. Literally everyone was cheating in that nice. situation. All right, Every guys. adult living in that house was cheating. All right, guys. Go <laughs> so, for it. Do what um, you need to do. You do, you. Uh, okay. So this is a sad day, right? Trigger warning. Severe trigger warning. Yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. Kid, bad stuff happening to kids. Kid died. Okay, so on August 10th, so he goes missing on July 27th. Yeah. They're posting flyers. It's like it got national attention already. Like Mm -hmm. they're doing everything they can. Mm -hmm. They even like, they go on TV. On August 10th, a severed head was found in a drainage canal along the Florida Turnpike in Indian River County near Vero Beach, almost 130 miles north of Hollywood. Detective Ralph E. Latimer Jr. of the Indian River County Sheriff's Office dispatches divers from Indian River County and St. Lucie County to further search the canal. Um, did you know my dad did this? Your dad was a rescue diver? Mm-hmm. Wow. In Michigan. Your dad has lived a lot of interesting lives. I know. Wow. Many. 
yeah, he would search. He would search for bodies. Search, yeah. Shit. In like the lakes of Michigan. Dude, that's so intense. Yeah. That's crazy. Um. So the next day, on August 11th, the recovered remains were identified as Adam Walsh's. Yeah. Um, the coroner ruled that the cause of Adam's death was asphyxiation. And um, this is the worst part, and I don't want to discuss it any more than this. There's literally no need. I'm just going to say it once. After testing the remains, coroner suggested that Adam died perhaps only days before his head was discovered in the canal. That's all I'm going to say. Moving on. So... This is... <laughs> so he was missing for a long time. Well, it could either mean... It can mean one of two things, and it actually... Yeah, they, they kept him. Yeah. Well, it actually... So <laughs> I found out what actually happened later on in my research. When I wrote that, my understanding was that they kept him. Mm-hmm. And then... So they kept him for about 10 days, basically, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. five or whatever. Yeah. More than one. Yeah. And then you know, did the killing and dumped. Um, But what I actually know now to be true is that it was probably one day and the guy just didn't dump the body. Yeah. Yeah. Until maybe a day or two before they found it. Got it. Okay. So it's not the worst it could be. It's the second worst. Um, So this is the dawn of... Milk carton kids. He was the first milk carton kid. He was the second milk carton kid. Wow. Yep. Whoa. So, Etan, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Eton or Etan okay. Pats okay. and Adam Walsh yeah. were the first two national milk carton kids. Shit, man. Let me tell you a little, about, a little bit about the first national milk carton kid, Eton Pats. So, on May 25th, 1979... Six-year-old, again, six-year-old, Eton Pats disappeared from the Soho neighborhood of Manhattan on his way to the school bus stop. Yeah. Crushingly, it was the first time that his mother, Julie Pats, after a year of convincing, agreed to let him walk walk the two blocks to the bus stop by himself. Two blocks. And he was never seen again. God, that's so fucked up. So... It was the kidnapping. Well, listen, Soho was kind of rough, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we don't think of it that way, but Mm-mm. for sure, for sure. Um, so it was the disappearance of Eaton Pats and the kidnapping and murder of Adam Walsh that would happen two years later in nineteen eighty one, um, and whose story was told in the nineteen eighty three television movie Adam. Mm. Um, it was those two boys who became the poster boys for just missing children, the missing children sort of movement awareness yeah, yeah. campaign. Um, and so it really is, you know, interesting that Adam Eaton and Adam's disappearances kind of came at this perfect time for a perfect storm in many ways in our culture and the way that we deal with these things right so, it became it became part of the collective public yes. consciousness that yes your kid can get stolen by scary men yep yeah mm-hmm. so because before that it was kind of it, kids were more free range back in the day exactly yeah so in 1983 which was just two years after adam uh was killed president reagan even designated um may 25th that's the day that eaton pats's 
disappearance. Um, you know, the OG. Yeah. Uh, they designated that day National Missing Children's Day. Wow. Um, I actually did find out, they only found out in 2017, or he was only convicted in 2017. Yeah. Uh, what happened to Eaton Pats. Oh, yeah? Uh, it was so strange. It was just a 18-year-old bodega worker. Yeah. Who had an IQ of 70. Oh, man. Who just grabbed him and suffocated him. Oh, my God. And... Guess, that's fucking horrible. I he guess like that's it. He like of mice and mend him. Yeah. That's terrible. And then he moved home to Jersey and like confessed to everyone. Like he just had a breakdown and he like confessed to like his like pastors and like his brothers and like shit. Nobody shit. nobody and turned then, him in. Yeah. Finally, in like two thousand five or something, Come his on. brother called the FBI and said, Listen, "Yeah, it my, drives my brother me, fucking killed this kid." I it think. drives me fucking nuts when families don't turn in their family members who yeah. are monsters. Like you had a goddamn pedophile in your family mm-hmm. that everybody just brushed it all under the rug. Yep. Didn't say shit. Didn't do anything for his entire life, and he died a free man. After having raped God knows how many fucking children. Literally everyone in the family, plus probably hundreds of others. Probably a bunch of strangers. He was in Panama with the Navy and he had a pet monkey. I mean, there is no better way to lure a tiny brown boy. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah. Young boys love monkeys i mean mean, i'll come i'm i'm a grown man and i'll still if you have a pet monkey i'll come hang out with you i know i know god damn yeah Yeah, this guy i mean and it drives me nuts because your whole family on that side i mean you don't even really talk to those guys anyway but that whole family was just you know kept their fucking lips shut yeah turn him in turn him in you know what's going on turn him in he's a monster it doesn't matter if he's your brother and turns out like Everyone wants to think like, well, that was it. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, it's never it. Like he, they're not, these people are not done. These people are sick individuals. Like no shit. So they can, and it turns out, oh, more. Oh, and this generation got touched. And then yeah. that generation, it's just like, yeah. What did you think? He was going to yeah. be satisfied? No, it's uh, raping a whole <laughs> lot of children. Yeah. Is I feel, I feel less bad about publicly condemning that guy. Then, I mean, there's a little bit of me is like, okay, the bodega guy only, know. you know, he had a 70 there's IQ. There's something weird about it. Like, there's just something strange about it. Like, it's It's not... like of mice and men. He picked up the kid and he pet him too hard and, and then he stopped like, moving. Oh. He was like, oh, I don't know. And then he ran home. And then, yeah. But still, come on. That guy, should that guy really be on the streets if no. he's just going to grab random children and I fucking know. squeeze them to death? I know. No, man. No, man. Hey, come here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So, Okay. Now I'm going to back pedal just a tiny bit. It's yeah. a little unfair of me to say that Eaton and Adam were the first ever milk carton kids because it's not exactly true. Oh. So there was a little county in Iowa mm-hmm. that had printed the faces of two boys who had gone missing in their county in 1984 from their paper route Oof. Um, on their milk cartons. Yeah. 1984, just, you said? 84. Yeah. Well, I thought... Adam was in 1981. Yeah. The other kid was in 1979. Yeah. But 1984 in a county in Iowa was the first time someone went, let's put the faces and statistics of missing children on milk cartons. What do you think about that? 
So then oh, what these am I two, missing here? Hold on. Just let me am explain. I stupid? Okay. No. So then these two boys in Iowa are on these local Iowa milk cartons, right? Yeah. So then a year later, in 1985, uh-huh. Ronald Reagan's administration is like, you know what? We're going to steal that strategy. I think that's cool. Oh, so you're telling so, me that Adam and Eton were never on milk cartons at all? No, they were. What are you not getting? You s- Okay. In 1985, Ronald Reagan was like, I like what these little these little um, country bumpkins in Iowa are doing with their missing kids on the milk cartons. That's uh-huh. a cool idea. We're going to do that nationally. And the first two national milk carton kids I'm going to roll out are Eaton Pats and Adam Walsh. I feel like I'm losing my mind. How, 1979 and 18, 1981 yeah. were before 1984 and 1985. Yes. So how were they it not? hadn't been invented yet. But you said the they were on milk, milk cartons. They were in 1985. But Eaton and Adam? Yes. We're on the milk cartons in 1985. Okay, Eaton was still missing until fucking, until they found out who was in 2017. Oh. And Adam was dead, but they didn't know who the killer was. They had no fucking leads at all. Yeah, oh my God. Thank you for connecting those dots for me. I was really feeling <laughs> insane. Should we you, cut you this pre- from the podcast? Why <laughs> no, is that is, so rough? Because it's kind of funny that I was not following that. Because I just didn't know. I didn't. I couldn't figure that out for the life of me. <laughs> okay, let me just quickly recap. Yes. No, Little I get Little boy it. Pats get goes it. missing in 1979. Mm-hmm. Little boy Walsh goes missing in 1981. Yes. L- two little boys in Iowa go missing in 1984. Yes. A local county says, let's print them on milk cartons. 1985, Ronald Reagan on... goes, I like that. I'm yes. going to take that and make it a national thing. The first two kids on there. Right. And now they all wind up on milk cartons yes. in 1985. Yes. Now I understand. Okay. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you so much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope our listeners enjoy that. Um, yeah, I don't think they will. So um, <laughs> You don't? So this is from an All That's Interesting article about missing children on milk cartons. And it says, quote, occasionally the alerts worked, like in the case of seven-year-old Bonnie Lohman, who came across a picture of herself as a toddler while grocery shopping with the stepdad that abducted her five years earlier. Whoa. And that's how she figured out she had been fucking abducted by her stepdad when she was a toddler instead of just probably whatever story he told her, which is your mom died or something. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, Yes. That like, is so fascinating. People are looking for me. I'm on a fucking milk cart. I've been on a milk carton since I was three. That's me. That what yeah. a surreal moment. How <laughs> holy crap. Trippy. Yeah. Um, but mostly. So I get it now. I kind of didn't realize that the milk carton kids could be on the milk carton for years. Yeah. Like it could be the same kid. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. Of course, because yeah. yeah. the you know. Because they're not. Even if it's found a cold case, yet. they haven't found them yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. So. But mostly they didn't really work. Um, you know, stories like that were yeah. few and far between. Yes, yes. Um, they just inspired fear, mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really fucked up a bunch of parents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it Gen act- Xers. The missing milk carton kid phenomenon mm-hmm. also spurred stranger danger. Yes, which that's became right. A household phrase, mm-hmm. and the milk cartons were basically just this tragic, terrifying prop in the stranger danger drama drama yes a hundred percent yeah so um anyway it was specifically the like sensational sort of 
depraved, senseless nature mm-hmm. of the disappearances of Eaton and Adam yeah. that through the country, I mean, truly, it was these two boys in particular, mm-hmm. their stories basically mm-hmm. went viral mm-hmm. through the country into the moral panic yeah. that we now call Stranger Danger. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. It's still like, a, it becomes a national spectacle every yeah, time this happens. Time. Like, I'm thinking of like Elizabeth Smart. Yeah, and, actually, like, Elizabeth Smart, we're going to talk about her. Oh, cool. In this, in this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But this was one of the first where it was like, everyone knew about it. Yeah. Everyone was talking about it. It was yeah. almost like, you know, true crime was born as a genre basically in the 1920s or as something in popular culture. Yeah, yeah. It was like with pulp detective, yeah, novels. pulpy detective yeah, uh-huh. novels. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was this like encyclopedia of crimes that some people yeah. got into that uh-huh. said like how everything was done and how it was solved yeah, and stuff sure. like that. Uh-huh. And Sherlock Holmes, blah, blah. Yeah. But like really it, it, blew up when these sorts of things went on the national news, right? Yes, right. So this, Adam Walsh truly is positioned in just the perfect time. He was the perfect kid at the perfect time to go missing in order to really cement the true crime genre. Man, holy shit. We had these kids in the 80s. A genre to which we technically belong. Yeah. Interesting. These kids in the 80s that went missing, the milk cartons, the stranger danger, then the satanic panic. Yep, yep. You know, it was like... Then in the 90s, we have mm-hmm. like John Bonet Ramsey, we have like OJ Simpson thing. Like, though, yeah. like truly, it was this era that defined and solidified mm-hmm. the idea of obsessing about true a crime, crime yeah. as, a, as a genre. Like a horrible tragedy or yeah. a crime as a spectacle for the mm-hmm. whole nation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it really started think, with Adam Walsh. I think all that stranger, listen, personally, I think all that stranger danger, especially the satanic panic stuff. Yeah. It was a huge overreaction. I mean, huge. This is the worst kind of tragedy it ever. Is. Murdering children. I mean, that you don't know for fucking to no reason. Other than hell you want with to. you. Yeah. To hell with you. You are not a person if yeah. you do that. You are a fucking animal, beast. But, and it's the worst tragedy you could ever possibly think of. It's yeah. just so sickening. Um, but at the same time, as a culture, we mm-hmm. totally fucking overreacted. Well, and now we're all insane about were, raising... Yes, We just said that at the beginning of the episode. 300 people went missing It is basically... It's more likely you'll get struck by lightning or win the lottery that some random person's going to kidnap Grab and you kill out you. of a parking yeah. lot. It's yeah. insanely, insanely improbable. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. People don't really... Criminals don't even really work that way. Yeah. You know? So it's... Yeah, I, th- I think we overreacted as a culture. We can definitely tamp it back down a little bit. Definitely. Not all the way. You should keep an eye on your kid. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. So basically in the 80s, it took hold. And I think Stranger Danger lasted in terms of like learning it in school. I learned it and, in like, school. And like so did I. Yeah. Until like the mid-2000s, really. Totally. Um, do you remember what the proponents of Stranger Danger were? Let me see how many you can guess. What the elements? Of yeah, it? like there was like do not. It was like a list of things not to do that they would teach you not to do. I remember don't talk to strangers. Yep, don't to talk one. to strange grown ups. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a strange grown up who wants to talk to you, like tell a tell an adult who you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember don't get into cars with strangers. Yep. I remember don't take like candy. Yeah, or... it's called do not accept gifts. It gifts. Food, That's drinks, right. yeah. candy, sweets, or money from strangers. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And. I, that's all that I can remember, but I'm sure there's more. I mean, there's a really vague one up top. Do not trust strangers. <laughs> Don't trust okay. anyone. Um, Do you see how that's a kind of a fucking it's overreaction? It's totally an overreaction. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, don't walk with strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. These are just the ones that you didn't say. Don't go anywhere with strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't find yourself in the second location. Yeah, basically this is the dawn of the second location. That's Florida woman <laughs> rule number fucking 40 whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, don't talk to strangers even if they ask for directions. Uh, it says here, ask you to pet their dog or tell you a parent has been injured or in an accident. That right. was That was a common one of like your mom... Um, your mom like got into an accident like she said you needed to come with me and i'll take you to her or whatever yeah like, people said yeah that. Eek. god it's um, scary, scary. It, yeah exactly like you said if mm-hmm. a stranger approaches you tell a trusted adult mm-hmm. um do not get into a car or boat it says <laughs> don't get into a boat or a plane or a helicopter yeah. God, don't yeah. get on the Lolita Express. Do not oh board yeah, a plane exactly. With strangers. Do not get on a private jet with a stranger. <laughs> that should be the first, the first rule. Um, oh my god. Yeah, it's uh, do not. Oh, do not. Now it says do not communicate with strangers through text messages. Definitely a good idea. Okay. Yeah. And then it says your body is your private property. Yes, that is true. It says no one else has the right to touch it. That's true. When you were really young, maybe members of your family, like your mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, oh, it's getting a little full here, aunt and uncle, I think we've gone too far, needed (laughs) to touch your body when they helped you in the bathtub or changed your diaper as you were too young to do it by yourself. Also, doctors need to touch your body to keep you healthy because they are in the body business. (laughs) Why? Why the body business. I'm reading this directly from I'm in the, the body source. business, baby. Why are they calling it the body business? I'm in the body business. That's too long of a rule That's for a kid. Wait, just say I don't let tuned out halfway through that. Yeah. Or your don't, Don't let, let a stranger touch, touch your body. Your body. Yeah, and that's easy. That's period. Yeah. Um, so in 1984, that's my swimsuit area. <laughs> the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children was. Well, founded. we believe in that rule. I mean, don't touch the kids. That's yeah, like our motto. Touching. We stop say it every touching. episode. Don't touch the kids. So, um, we basically touched on it before, but I just want to now string together how Stranger Danger connects to the Satanic Panic, because yeah. the Satanic Panic was started. And since debunked as a big crock of shit. Thoroughly debunked. Um, By the book Michelle Remembers in 1980. Yeah. Um, And that's right around the time that these boys went missing. Yeah. And it was this idea that Satanists were sacrificing children. Yeah. That idea was coming back into the public consciousness. Yeah. I guess I say back because I think like... They probably thought that in the Middle Ages and stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, it was like, that's what they that's thought the witches forever, were doing right? in Salem, yeah. you know? Like, that's that's yeah. what they thought. Yeah. So this is from the Wikipedia of the Satanic Panic. Quote, mm-hmm. the Satanic Panic is a moral panic consisting of over 12,000 unsubstantiated cases of Satanic ritual abuse starting in the United States and Canada in the 1980s, spreading throughout many parts of the world by the late 90s and persisting today. The panic originated in 1980 with the publication of Michelle Remembers, a book co-written by Canadian psychiatrist Lawrence Pazder and his patient, future wife, fucking red flag, weird Michelle Smith, who used the discredited practice of recovered memory therapy to make sweeping lurid claims about satanic ritual abuse involving herself, Smith. 
Um, yes. The allegations, which afterwards arose through much of the United States, involved reports of physical and sexual abuse of people in the context of occult or satanic rituals. Yes. And I mean, th- that practice of like, quote unquote, recovering memories has yeah. been thoroughly debunked. Thoroughly, like, thoroughly, it just, thoroughly. It doesn't. The psychiatrist is trying to get you to recover some blocked memory. Mm-hmm. It's... You don't have the memory. They're trying to put a memory into you that you don't have. Exactly. You see what I mean? They're gaslighting you. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that works. They may not be trying to do that intentionally, but that is exactly They made what a shit do. ton of money off of it, though. They <laughs> fucking did. Absolutely right. Fuck. It was kind of a reaction to, to like sort of darker themes in freedom of expression and music and movies Absolutely. and sort of the like... You know, uh, rock and roll culture had been locked down so tightly all the way up through the mid 60s and Mm -hmm. it was able to expand and explore in new creative arenas that included stuff like, you know, what if we wrote a heavy metal song about like Satan? Yeah, exactly. But it's fiction. It's fiction. But it got into the minds of good Christian suburban America so Mm -hmm. thoroughly Mm -hmm. at the same time that all the stranger danger shit was happening. Exactly. Tragic, sweet, innocent, poor Adam Walsh lost his life in a savage, brutal, disgusting way mm-hmm. on the national spotlight, in yep. the national spotlight. Yep. It it all weaved itself in, together into this, this strange... Braid. yeah. Yeah, witch hunt that lasted for like 15 years. Yep. Like, I remember this shit. I do too. I do too. Yeah. Um, and I think this... I think we're still in the satanic panic because... You do? I think... That a continuation of the satanic panic is QAnon. You think QAnon is like a continuance of the satanic? Yes. Oh well, that makes sense because they think that the the elites mm-hmm. are all eating babies at like baby eating yeah, parties. Yeah, for rituals. Yeah, like totally. For ritual sacrifice. Yes, they do. To yes. Like a cabal that Alex cult. Jones is like satanists. Like yeah. the, He thinks they're all vampires and like Satan worshippers. Yeah. So it's basically the same fucking thing. Man, that's funny. The world elites. Fuck, it really stealing is. Stealing children, sucking them off. <laughs> <laughs> sucking them off and sucking them up. Sucking them dry, uh, sucking the adrenochrome for <laughs> oh ritualistic God, reasons. So I mean, they think like some of them <laughs> think that there's like a contract that powerful people sign that s- sells their soul to the to Satan. To so, Satan. So yeah. Satan is uh, very much involved. He's in this world. Yeah. 100%. In the QAnon yeah. fandom. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Fan fiction. Fucking eight. You're absolutely right. It is it is fan fiction. It's mm-hmm. political fan fiction. It really is. Weird. How weird is that? Yeah. So, That's so true though. That's so true. We have not let we have not escaped the satanic panic yet. Nope. They just they come so close. I know. Conspiracy theories have a kernel of truth in the inside of them. Like the kernel of truth in the flat earth theory is that like you can't trust just everything that people tell you. Even the most basic things, you have to like yeah. check and make sure about stuff. Yeah. But the fucking truth is the Earth is round. Yeah. Even if you do have to do your research and check and make sure that f- the things you believe are true. Exactly. You know what I mean? The like, core... You can't believe what someone says just because they're a religious leader. You can't believe what someone or says just because they're a scientist. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's a similar Same shit. idea. Same shit. Yeah. They happen to be right on this one yeah but, but that's exactly. the kernel of truth i exactly. agree you know exactly. i think they all have that it, weirdly enough that is the print that is the major that is the defining principle of science mm-hmm. is yeah you don't know you have to understand what you don't know and constantly be testing to see if you can figure it out yeah and then keep asking questions like it's a series of investigations asking questions it's not a series of facts 
which people mistake it as. It's right. a process of asking questions. Any fucking way. What I was going to say is the, the core of the QAnon theory is that there's a fucking bunch of really, really wealthy people and powerful people who get to do basically whatever they want. And we don't really have a say in it. Mm-hmm. And they are kind of nefarious. Mm-hmm. And they, they've they created a... Basically, we've all made a society where they keep getting more and more powerful. And they can do whatever they want yeah. and get away with it. There are two justice systems. That shit is fucking true. That's true. That is why nothing happened after the global financial crash of 2008. Mm-hmm. Basically, they made Bernie Madoff the scapegoat mm-hmm. and slapped him in handcuffs, but everybody else got to go free. They made Weinstein the scapegoat, Exactly, too, so the in Hollywood. Hollywood. People are getting raped and molested in Hollywood. Yeah. It's Kids not just and Weinstein, adults. But they're like, all right, we, yeah. we got our guy. Don't look any further yeah. into this. And it's Same fucking... Thing with Epstein. It's like, exactly. yeah, oh, they got Epstein. They got Epstein, yeah. What? Who cares? He, he's getting... He was bringing powerful people to his island and probably letting them have sex with 17-year-olds to get blackmail on them. Duh. It wasn't about Satan. It wasn't about weird, like, religious shit. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? There's no, like, grand magical conspiracy happening. Mm -mm. It's just fucking... It is the ugly reality of geopolitics that's yeah. going on and it's the, more fun to think of it like witches and like dark black magic yeah well and it's like, also you know, not it's like, so it's fucking like a storybook and it's not so fucking hopeless either because when hopeless, you look at it right? as it really is you're like god damn banal. are we fucked or what mm-hmm. you know yeah. you get to have forces of good and evil yeah and donald trump gets to be the fucking you know freedom <laughs> fighter or whatever whatever him yeah. of all people that I was know. the funniest part to me that okay. he's like he's the luke skywalker who's gonna save I us know. all so funny little donald trump anyway all that to say great point we are still in the satanic panic absolutely yes. and i draw Vampire. this i draw this uh conclusion because you know we're talking about Adam Walsh. Yeah. The reason I'm doing that is because his alleged killer mm-hmm. will get there in a little bit. Ooh, bringing me Some, to it. Something about the satanic panic. Oh, shit. So, um, oh, and by the way, uh, the the milk car- missing kids on milk cartons thing. Yeah, which I f- struggled to understand, but now I get it. Was uh-huh. like, you know, it ended up being heavily criticized. For good reason, yeah, for, for racial shit, because basically, oh, yeah. like what I said, be a white kid if you're gonna go missing. Oh yeah, shiny um, white kids would get on the milk cartons, but the black kids totally put so, them on the chocolate. So milk? the <laughs> god damn it, Nathan. <laughs> they should have. No, they didn't. Um, <laughs> in 1997, uh, while making up only 15 percent of the U.S. child population, mm-hmm. um, black children were 42 percent more likely to be abducted God than white it. children. And Hispanic children were 23% more likely to be abducted. And Jesus. And the, only the white kids were getting put on the milk yeah. cartons. F- come on. Yeah. Get, let's get real, guys. What the fuck? Yeah. So they Patrice O'Neill had a bit about that. Really? Yeah, about that that uh, girl who went missing on the, oh, Natalie the cruise Holloway. line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think it was... Patrice, I think Patrice and Dave Chappelle both had bits about this. I think Dave Chappelle had one about like while Elizabeth Smart was on the news, like sitting around for basically 10 days, Mm -hmm. like two miles from her house. Mm -hmm. There's a little black kid who got uh, kidnapped, brought to a basement like 10 miles away, tied up to a chair. And while her kidnappers backs were turned, she untied the ropes, 
climbed out the window and ran away and made it back for to her house for oh my dinner. God, that's amazing. Yeah. What? But nobody fucking knows about, about her. It. Yes, I know. exactly. The media is so biased this way. It's not even cute. It's stupid, man. It's really dumb. Yeah. So for that reason, and because it basically became a meme, like mm-hmm. it became way too easy to make fun of and spoof and shit. Yeah. Uh, they became a little bit. They dwindled in popularity in in like the late eighties, yep. and then. It was they were rendered obsolete in nineteen ninety six with the um with the induction of the Amber Alert. Right, exactly. There you yeah. go. Yep. So back to the investigation. Not so fast, babe. Back to the investigation next week on Tuesday in part two. We got a list of suspects. We got a we got a blow by blow of exactly what happened. And it ain't nice, but it is informative. So, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Please tune in next week. You'll get the conclusion of the case. The case is closed. um, And we have a lot of opinions about uh, what happened and who we think did it or didn't do it or might have actually did it. You'll be surprised. A lot of people confess to this one. And there's a whole lot of people implicated in it, including none other than one of the most famous, or infamous, I should say, serial killers in American history. So uh, you'll be interested to learn about all that fucking shit uh, next week. I know you will. Um, As always, thank you for tuning in. I already said that. I'm going to say it twice because I love you. Uh, You can always find us on Instagram at floridawoman.pod and on our Patreon if you're feeling like a real homie a real dirty gator would click on patreon.com slash floridawomanpod and click on that damn ass become a patron button if you were feeling real dirty anyhow it's just a suggestion you know what I mean I'm, I'm not implying anything I'm just suggesting but if you want it, you could always take your cute little mouse or your cute little thumb and give us a five-star rating, give us a review. It really helps us with the algorithm. And it's working, by the way, because we have increased our numbers like exponentially. It's going up in a near vertical line right now, which is so awesome to see. We love that everyone's listening. We hope we're entertaining you. And we freaking can't wait to keep bringing you more content. Anyhow, ratings, reviews, subscriptions really help us be able to do that and bring it to more and more people, which will just make more and more content. It's simple, folks. It's so simple. Anyhow, all right. That's my uh, that's my pitch. That's my little elevator pitch to y'all. Um, I will talk to you next Tuesday. Actually, I'll talk to you on Friday for our mini-sode, classic mini-sode. And then we'll get back into Adam Walsh's um, untimely demise next Tuesday. Love you all. You're my best friend. Each one of you who's listening to this right now, if you've made it this far, you're my best friend in the world. And our friendship means absolutely everything to me. And um, if I ever lost you, I would be devastated. Uh, Please sleep tight. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.